Welcome to How the West is Number One. My name is Jules Brooke, and this podcast has been proudly sponsored by the Maribyrnong City Council and is all about the extraordinary business owners we have in this area. Pradeep Tiwari, um, I am so excited to have you on the How the West is Number One podcast. Thank you so much for agreeing to do it. Thank you for calling me down. My pleasure. <laughs> oh, no, this is I just can't wait to hear all of your stories. So for those <laughs> yeah. of you that are listening, Pradeep works at Barat Traders and is also the head of the West Footscray Traders Association. So a man with his finger in a lot of pies. But <laughs> let's get started. Um, yeah. Pradeep, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do? Um, yeah, well, as you've mentioned, um, I run Barat Traders, which is the which is an Indian grocery store. Oh. It's a uh, um, it's the first Indian grocery store in Melbourne. In fact, started, are you serious? Yeah, started by my parents. Uh, this year marks thirty one years in business. Wow! So, and that's down in Barclay Street in West Footscray at the same location. So it's an old store. It started off. Whereabouts um, on Barclay Street is uh, it? It's first? A, number five hundred eighty Barclay Street. So, so is it up the West Footscray end? Uh, yeah, right in of- right in the village. So where Barclay Village is. Um, yeah. If you've been to some of the Indian restaurants or Angle I restaurant, have, I, uh, I would say Dosa Corner yeah. is one of my favourite places. <laughs> so, yeah, so just down the road from Dosa Corner, um, opposite the old uh, Uniting Church, which is okay. no longer there. It's been pulled down now, but um, yeah, so it's on the, it's on the corner there, and yeah, and it's it started off as just a small um, spice store. Uh, yeah. My parents uh, recognised a need for spices in Melbourne at the time. It wasn't available readily, so they started a small business, and it just grew over over the over the years. And I took it over, I think it's been about 20 years now, 20 oh, years ago. Oh, gosh, right. Yeah, so I took it over some 20 years ago. And that's how I started um, business. And I just uh, expanded business into imports, into wholesale, into food services, supplying a lot of restaurants and cafes around. Oh, gosh, around. so that's what Barat does so, now. So, so it's, it's a grocery store, but it's also yeah. selling into a lot of the Indian restaurants. Yeah, not just Indian restaurants, even cafes in the local area as well. So we've okay. expanded a fair bit. Um, so not just so Indian anymore? It's not just Indian anymore. Okay. It's got, we've got a... It's um it's actually one of our biggest selling ranges in the in the store is um uh, the bakery land the, the bakery uh, line which is uh, you know all your flowers bakers flowers yeast ah, and all sorts of things. I wish I'd known about you during the lockdown. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what yeah, we came into a lot of use for, for people during the lockdown lockdown. So um, there's a lot there's a lot that goes in there. We've got about nine thousand products inside the store. So, oh my goodness, right. <laughs> so you really have to go in and see it to believe it. Um, we've got a fresh Indian sweet section. Um, yeah, there's. Uh, there's a a little what we call a cultural section. So we celebrate all the festivities of India. So every festival that comes around, we provide you know products for that. Okay. Um, there's a frozen range. There's lentils, beans. There's uh, nuts, oils. Amazing. It's a, yeah, it's an all-in-one little store. Um, but yeah, predominantly spice store. So if you're ever in need of big box spices, do head down there. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And then talk about. Tell me about the West Footscray Traders Association. Right. How so, that all happened. Yeah. So West Footscray Traders Association started up in uh, 2017. Are and you serious? Yeah. It started. It's that, it's that new. It's I would have thought it would have been newest, around for 20 years or uh, something. It's one of the newest. Um, associations and it came off the back of um the west Square festival of colors which yeah. i'll get into straight away so that has been a festival that we the folks um down in westford square have been celebrating for a number of years it actually literally started with my family just coming out into the street and throwing colors and it's, each a, other. it's called holly is yeah, it in or india, holly? It's, it's in india it's called holly yeah so and um and, and what do, well, I, I see photos of the people photos throwing colorful color bits of powder yeah, at each all, other what's, it's, what's it mean yeah, it's probably the it's probably what we call the most um uh 
the, 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 the festival with the most amount of fun in India. <laughs> and um, I particularly like it in India because it's probably the only festival that everyone gets involved in, men, women, children, everyone gets involved to celebrate together you know, in, the, in the celebrations. Um, it's basically to throw color at each other. In India, you'd eat, drink, um, go and um, you know go to each other's houses, visit each, each other's but houses. What, but what's the what's the meaning behind Holly? Yeah, the meaning behind Holly, like many of our, or like many of the other Indian festivals, it was basically it's it comes off the back of a, a, a myth, a story yes. in India, and it was basically when there was darkness in the world and um, the gods brought down color. You know, they defeated they defeated uh, evil and right. they brought about color. So it went from a a pretty black and white world into a colourful world. Ah, oh, how so beautiful. Yeah, what so a great, what yeah. a great celebration. So to celebrate it, so, um, you know, you, you, they'd put back in those days, they'd just put, like you'd see the Indian woman wearing the red dots and the powders. Yes. They'd do that on their face and over years became a bit more commercial and turned into a big festival with people colouring themselves with a uh, with I a love it. Colored. It's a bit like um, in Spain, they th I think they have yeah, that tomato, tomato festival. Yeah, it's similar to that, but a bit more clean. So Yeah, and much yeah. more fun for the kids it as well. Is, I is. just think that's yeah. fantastic. And so that's how the – so we, we will, we've we been celebrating this on Barclay Street for, God knows, maybe 25 years or and, so. And since uh, driven by you and by, yeah, by Barat. by Barat, and um, it slowly attracted every year, attracted a larger, larger – Crowd. Um, then we got um, the Westwood Square Neighbourhood House, which is another um, um, uh, community organisation on the street involved. They saw everyone's having fun on the street. So they applied back in 2015, I think it was, for one of the side streets um, to be uh, blocked off by council. Yeah, right. And um, we expected, you know, two, 300 people and it turned uh, quite big. I think that year we got over a thousand people in this little corner Blimey. street. Yeah, and, and the, the and traffic. And how many did you was, get in Athens? Yeah, I'll get to that. Oh. I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> but um, so council came down, and I, I, I believe that time um, we had like you know traffic inspectors come down that wanted to close down that festival because they saw the sheer amount of people that were overflowing onto the streets. The cars were it was chaotic. It's like the fun it police wanted to close it down. <laughs> but, but when they got there and saw that it was the community celebrating, you know, they they allowed it to oh, happen. I'm so glad. And they got us in, um, and uh, myself with Neighbourhood House with a vision to making it into a big festival of what it is today. We worked on that and turned it into road closures on the main Barclay Street. And now um, last, uh, the, it was the last month the festival, it's, it's reached up to 8,000 people. Stop it. So, Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, 8, we've, had, we've had official counters on each end because it's it's a street festival on yeah. Barclay Street, so we've got counters. Oh, my God, I'm so there next year. Yeah, that It please, sounds yeah. amazing. And, um, the, the, the beauty of the festival is um, it's not um, it's not linked to any – it's not a religious festival as such. Yes, it's holy, but, like, we, we call down everyone. And if you go – you just have to go through the photos on our page – and you'll see, like, you know, it's a majority of locals that come. So locals meaning Westfoot Square, Kingsville, Yarraville, Seddon. Yeah. It's a really – it's it's a Maribyrnong festival, but, yeah, we call it the Festival of Westfoot Square. So uh, – I love it. Yeah, it sounds yeah, great. Well, what a fabulous initiative. It is. And, um, you know, just to get people together, and this year in particular, because after two years is when people were celebrating. Mm. You know, that was probably – Freedom. The big, yeah. <laughs> it was the reason why a lot more people came down. Um, 
it's a very it's a very fun day especially for the kids lots of activities for the kids um and it's it's for everyone it's not just for kids kids adults and and and, and when does holly fall because i know it was yeah, last month is it a movable one it's every year it falls around march so mid to end of march right that's, that's usually predominantly it is it is but we don't go based on that we actually um uh, put it uh we link it with the harmony festival right. so it's always our festival is always like a week before the harmony festival that's right. how we so we okay. go off the dates of what harmony festival is but yeah it does fall holly does fall around you know it could fall anywhere in march really from the start to end of march but yeah right. so we we try and you know so this year was on the 20th of march i think right in, in middle we're also mindful because the later you get the winter might start or cold might start and being a street festival we want to right. keep it as and warm is there a lot of possible. water involved as well so they're just um, throwing the powder or no, people it's washing dry, themselves it's dry, down it, after no it's a dry powder <laughs> it's a dry um edible powder and for our traders or my company we actually import the powder from overseas so um it's, one of my favorite things about going to India is seeing those p- piles of powders at the piles market. It's amazing. And, yeah. So, um, and it's very safe. It's non-toxic. It's available. Yeah, it's actually a food grade powder. You could cook with this stuff. Right. So it made, it's made from um, uh, corn starch or arrowroot flour. Yeah. So it's vegan and, you know, no allergies and all that stuff. So no, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I say to everyone, please do come down once. If you come down, you'll not miss it again. I was imagining. So. <laughs> I, I can just imagine that. I nearly yeah. went this year when you told me about it. Yes. But I had something else on. So I'm definitely oh, no, going next year. Leave everything else and come down to yeah. the Yes, for sure. So, for that's, sure. so that's so when we when we started the festival, um, I would just go down to uh, the tra- festivals need funding, mm-hmm. and in the beginning, um, council was reluctant. You know, I mean, I remember going to the first meeting and saying, "Well, we want to close down the street, we want to play loud music, and we want to throw colour at each other. <laughs> Can you fund us?" And they were not in our suburb. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll never forget that meeting and, and the look on their faces. That's what basically, of yeah. Well, that's the gist of what I, I was, you know, we were yeah. trying to um, get towards. And um, so it started off. They gave us a very, very small amount in the beginning so but to cover the cost i had to go down to the other traders and um i mean my business being so long there i knew most of the traders so i actually literally went out and you know requesting for um sponsorship donations and um and they all and you know when we closed down the street that first year was 2016 and it turned into a very big festival it was about i think three or four thousand people the first year right and um all the traders saw that what we're capable of doing together if we got together and said we'll have the more of that thanks and then we had a council business officer who came down and said like why don't you form an association footscray has yarraville has and all we were like really well overdue but um we were trying to do things in west footscray to put ourselves back on the map at that time. You know, yeah. we, we, I mean, I've, I've lived in Barclays Street, West Footscray my whole life. But, oh, good. Um, I we, want to hear this yeah, story in a minute. But, yeah, but we, we, we were forgotten for what we think, what we feel as a, as a traders and residents who'd, who'd been there for yep. a long time. We were almost like a forgotten part, you know, of, of, of Maribyrnong or Footscray, but people didn't know. After we, I actually link it back to 1993 when the Bulldogs ground got decommissioned. Right. So I'm not sure how long you've been here. But, I um, have been here since yeah. 2000. Okay, so um, no. Up till 1993, the Naval used to get used um, for matches. And yeah. every weekend, there'd be a lot of people coming down Barclay Street. So they'd be, see be, the shops. Yeah, to yeah, see right. the shops, to visit the shops. We had or we had four major banks at one time down that village. And, Isn't that uh, amazing? Because yeah. for me, and, you know, I came from the other side of town, mm. as a lot of people have, yeah. and I had a really close friend that lived in Footscray when mm. I was sort of 16, 17, which let me tell you, it's probably about 
as long as you're talking about. (laughs) Um, But I didn't know that Barclay Street extended past Geelong Road. I think that was the thing. Yeah, we were the lost. We were called ourselves the lost part of, you know, West Footscray. So uh, even while I was going to school or high school, I would say West Footscray and they'd be like, where's West Footscray? Well, this was West Footscray when I moved in. Kingsville was West Footscray. It was originally. So that's why we, and because of the rezoning and, out there on the other side, and and no games being played. Um, not, nothing, nothing much used to happen over there. So we kind of lost. Um, you know, you'd get graffiti yeah, everywhere. Right. You'd get, you know, it'd be, you know, it'd be a time where I, I, I would probably, you know, I'd be reluctant to tell my friends that I live in West Footscray because because of the image Footscray had back in those days. It would, it, it came to that. So I just, I'd just be like, oh, I just live near near Footscray. That's yeah, that's all. Right. I'd say. <laughs> right now, well, things uh, have yeah. changed now. Well, they've changed, and th- this was one of the things that we, you know, uh, was one of many things that we and because I got a link to council then we um, approached them I saw things happening in the other areas other councils things such as um, the wall murals they started like you know they've painted yes. a lot of the walls um, my building was one of the first um, I've got this magnificent magnificent peacock on the side of our oh, wow. business and they came down and consulted so it would go hand in hand with, with what our business does yeah, right. as you know and as you would know um, peacocks are one of the majestic birds of India but so I actually I have to <laughs> say just to, to quickly on that note I didn't know know that peacocks mm. were indigenous to India and yeah, when I went yeah. to this tiny village in the Punjab yep. and woke up in the morning and a peacock <laughs> had flown onto the balcony and yeah, I was like yeah. wow I yeah, mean that's they're... a pretty big and interesting bird compared to say a cockatoo yeah and it's you know we related back to as a bird of bringing peace and joy and happiness and all that and so, color and, and color and very colorful so it was a very very apt and when we started that then council approached some of the other corner buildings so Westwood Square got a whole new facelift um, and when I used to go to, uh, you know, approach them without the Traders Association, it was very hard. It was almost like myself or my shop applying for something or right. applying for a festival. So they insisted that, and, you know, I mean, the traders were very happy because all of a sudden getting nothing and doing nothing in the area, the council is now taking an interest to the area. And, and it's wanting, buzzing over there. Yeah, it's, it was facelifting. And, I mean, this is back in 2016, so and we still only had – to um, cafes in the entire area, you know. Now we've got like six or seven. So, um, and yeah, it's all changed since then. It's for, for the good, I'd say. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. Um, and so we took it upon ourselves, the Traders Association, to make sure things keep happening. We get a connection with a. So we've always had traders and community that have lived there. That we've always had a, a very close and strong connection. So if locals would come into my shop, we'd know each other by names or faces, and we'd be happy to. Which is one of the things yeah. I love about this area. Yeah. Chat about you know like you know James's kids in year twelve yeah, now. How are the like, kids now? Yeah, yeah. so you know we had this very close um, community down there. So in, just to grow that and to give you know the community um, something back, you know, for supporting traders for so long, um, it was really good. And well, you're all but, about giving back, aren't you? Pratt? Well, I I, I saw you know I saw and this is I, I'd say I'd, I'd actually attribute this gift from my parents because, you know, I'd see them giving, you know, to anyone. They ran a food store. They'd be giving out free, food for free if someone couldn't, you know, afford it yeah. or whatever it is. Or my mum my would cook meals and, you know, provide it. And, and this is how, what we saw them as growing up. And um, that's probably where it started off. But then to see, like, you know, all the faces, all the happiness, all the joy that you yeah. get and seeing people come down to the festivals, that 
is what really kicked me off. And, um, you know, now at this stage, West Footscray Traders Association, we do the Holly. We do a Diwali or what's called a Festival of Lights that yes. falls in October. We do a Christmas carols. Um, we've just done Easter, as I've told you. Uh, and then we do all sorts of other little things, Mother's Day barbecues. Any any opportunity I get to celebrate, to celebrate and to bring community together, I jump at it. You know, I jump at it and I... Um, I don't let it go and I give Melbourne Council a lot of grief because, um, <laughs> you know, all of a sudden from having nothing to almost every month now or second month uh, having road closures or, um, you know, asking for funding, whatever it is, but it's for the good, you know, and they've seen that like, you know, what the, the, the turnouts that come out, the people that come out, the kids Absolutely. that come out. So that's it's what how, people yeah. are craving, isn't it? Really, yeah, it's just yeah, that connection and yeah. being so able to get So that's how it started the association, and then we went to um, asking the businesses what they wanted for the area and what we're lacking. You know, what 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 facelifts or whatever we wanted in the yeah, area. Infrastructure you know, and, things. Yeah. So once we started that, one of the biggest things that we wanted was like um uh, anti graffiti program, which yeah, <laughs> yeah, which prior to the association starting, it was um it came to a point where so when I say this before 2015 16, we didn't really have a lot of interaction with council the entire year. We, we we would get warning notices from council that if we got graffitied on our building, it was our job to clean it up. Otherwise, we'd get a fine. This is oh, what yeah, this goodness, is what we used to happen. So we that. turned it around and we actually got involved into that we've started the uh, a graffiti program can where, i just ask yeah. uh, how do you anti-graffiti is there a special paint you put on that won't stick to paint or uh, there is uh it's quite well, expensive ha- i was going to yeah. say how no, do you but do what, it but what council would do is that um and they do that in maribyrn even now if as a resident if someone came and graffitied your place they you give you a voucher them. and you you get this anti-graffiti spray you spray it on it and you rub and it comes off but right. being with on buildings like you know it from the say 2010s to 2015 every sunday was my one or two hour job on a sunday i'd go to my wall and i'd, I'd do that yeah. that's what i was doing it came to a point when when we started getting letters of like you know, we might get fined then we went and i had the association we said look now nah, this is not happening you know because uh this is really started, unfair yeah, yeah it's unfair and um and to their credit i think they've done really good so if graffiti happens now, all we do is take a photo, send it to them, and in one or two days they'll send the team out and it gets cleaned yeah, up. So, it's a pretty so, good council, yeah, I, mean, I think. Yeah, I, that's I, just I, one. Yeah, that's just one of the things that we found as an area, as an association, and then um, they helped um, a lot of um, stores for you know they've. Um, at that time, they did facelifting, so they uh, contributed to signage. You know, if old businesses wanted, you know, new signage, they gave. I think it was forty percent, fifty percent. Oh, fantastic! Um, and lots of little programs that which we could do under the Traders Association. Then they have um, uh, something called a bid grant. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the bid. Yes, I do. Yeah, I so. know. And now I'm just going to say to everyone: go on to hmm. the council website to check out some of the grants that they've got for that. Hmm. And the other thing that I would suggest everybody do does is goes on to localized, yeah. which is the um, council's um, it's kind of like a directory of all the community businesses. You can list your business in there and you can search for businesses. But Pradeep, yeah. I really want to hear all about you <laughs> okay. as a person. So yeah, sure. uh, can uh, we go back to when you were a little boy? We can. We can. I'll, 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 tell I'll me your start. story. Yeah, I'll start from the start. So my parents, my father came migrated to Australia as many migrants, you know, came yes. to the land of opportunities. Um, and I was uh, two years old back then. Right. And so so he came over with your mum and yeah, with and my mum and my two sisters, two and, sisters. And, and and we had he had a third child here and third okay. daughter. So I've got three sisters. 
And um, oh, the only boy in an Indian family are you spoiled? Yeah. Or am I imagining things? No, no, it doesn't work like that in Australia. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that in Australia. So it's the opposite. I had to work the hardest. You so. have, yeah, good. That's what but, I think um, boys should which, be doing. Yeah, which I enjoyed. But uh, yeah, so we grew up and as well, I So when did they settle when they so moved when, here? So when he settled out, he settled out at the right at the top of um, Barclay Street in the corner of Barclay Street and Ashley Street. He bought a, his apartment as soon as he came down here. He, okay. He got Great. a job. He got a job um, on Sunshine Road at Olix Cables. That's mm-hmm. where he started, and and then he moved to the Toyota factory. So he got a job quickly, and back then the loans okay. were very easy. And then to what? Get. Did, and what about your mum? Did she work or was no, she, she was looking, looking after you? She was a housewife. She was, yep. had um, you know three, four kids to yeah. look after yep. by then. So it's a big job. <laughs> yeah, and we spent our entire life on Barclay Street. Basically, we. So went where did to, you go to school? Yeah, we went to. We started from kindergarten on Essex Street in Westwood Square. There was a Scots kindergarten. Although we all went to Scott's kindergarten, um, then we moved to Westwood Square Primary School. Yeah, um, we only uh, we did a high school in in Werribee. We, our parents wanted to put us in, you know, good. Uh, so Westbourne. Westbourne grandma, yeah. That, that, and tell and, me, did you like it? Yeah. Did you like school? Um, I I enjoyed school. I enjoyed. I really enjoyed school. The travel was not fun at all because back then Westbourne was just to get a to Werribee. Yeah, so it was a school bus, but it was just a school in a paddock surrounded by cows and stuff. So there wasn't you know. So that drive wasn't very you know living on you know busy Barclay Street and you know always seeing cars and people. Went, what's a cow? Going, what are all the what's this <laughs> yeah, green so stuff? All of a sudden you're going out there and um. So but school. school How long did it take good. you to get to school? Uh, it was about, I think, 40, 45 minutes every morning. That's not morning. bad. That's not yeah, too 45 bad. minutes in the morning and about an hour back every day. So I had that yeah. as a kid. And my children go to school in St Kilda now and they're, okay. they're travelling a good Tra- hour. Yeah, <laughs> travel would be good. And then um, came back to Victoria University in Footscray Park Campus. Yeah. I completed a, a computer engineering degree from there. Okay, so, why computer uh, engineering? Did Were you interested? I, I was in- interested. I was very, that was my passion back then. And, okay. and that's what I thought I would want to, you know, go into. And Did you? You enjoy did, uni? Um, were you very diligent, or were you out partying all the time, or no, what no, kind no, of a student I, were you? Um, I, I, I had a responsibility of the of a shop, so unfortunately, ah. my yeah, my dad fell quite sick. He had um, a kidney transplant. You know, oh, this was when I was no. I think 15, 16 years old. So, so a lot of responsibility came on me. At did that he time have to have dialysis every yeah, day? He, and- he had dialysis. He went. Oh, he was on dialysis for about three years. Right, and God, um, that's tough. Yeah, um, and then you know he had a kidney transplant, so he couldn't work. All of a sudden, you know, all these hours, and it was a seven-day business, nine a.m. to nine p.m. And you're the sun. I'm the sun. So, oh well, I, I wouldn't say it's me. It was me, my entire family, my all my oh, sisters. Good. You know, we all, we Pitched all, in. we all, you know, we all did. You know, I mean, after school or after uni, whatever it is, whenever everyone had time, so we all worked equally as hard. Yes, I'd probably be a little bit more because you know I do obviously fulfil what my dad was doing. So I was probably working That's the most. That's a lot but, on a young yeah. guy's shoulders. <laughs> yeah, so, are we okay with that? I, I was okay. I, I actually enjoyed. I actually enjoyed. Um, you know, uh, the this, responsibility. This responsibility all of a sudden, you know, like having seen my parents work that hard and all of a sudden I and was in control. very different to your friends, yeah, I would yeah, imagine, who yeah. were probably partying but had no money and <laughs> didn't know what they wanted to do. Well, well it's, it's the thing. So I had money but no time to party. You know? <laughs> they had time but no money to party. Well, that's the compromise that always happens. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so what happened after you finished with a computer degree and I you're running a, com- a shop? Yeah, com- finished with a computer degree. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll actually say this. It might sound like bad, but my parents didn't want me to study. They said, well, you've got a 
shop and yeah, you no don't one. need to. Yeah. And um, up until then, no one in our family history had ever completed a degree before that we knew of. In well done. In, in, Congratulations so, no, on being you. the first so, one. So they I, didn't see the value in it because they they, no one had ever they didn't, done but it. When, yeah, but when I completed it and I took them to the graduation, they were the happiest. I so, bet they were yeah. so proud. You know, they carried the certificate around <laughs> and told, called everyone, called all their relatives. And all I the said, photos of the certificate sent back uh, to yeah, India. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, that was short-lived and a few months later, it's back in the shop managing it. The, so then did you go into yeah. it full-time? I, I went into it full-time. I did want to go into the engineering jobs, but, you know, um, sadly, um, we had a very shortage in Australia the time that I finished, and even now it's the same, but, right. but when I finished engineering, they said, well, fantastic, you've done engineering, so are you going to go Singapore now or UK or, right. or so Australia? Right, so no, no opportunities here. No, and and all my friends that finished with me in the same degree um, – Every single one of them left, UK, Singapore. Right. Every single one of them went and got good jobs. And that is paying, so sad. You know, and, um, and I didn't want to leave. You know, no. I, I, this is my home. Like, you know, I, I, well, I, I've I, lived overseas <laughs> and you always want to come back anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I, I, well, I just didn't want to go and work somewhere else yeah, and whatever. Yeah. And I've, got, I've got a business and, um, you know, and my parents always expected me to do it, but they never forced me into it, but they expected that. And yeah, it was running good. And, and you'd I'd taken managing, that extra three years yeah. to go to uni. Yeah, and but I managed it well and, you know, I started growing it. I started implementing what I learned outside. Yeah. So by that stage, it was you were running it? Like, I mean, were you and your sisters making yeah. decisions as to Correct, what you yeah. – and that, were you looking right. at what your parents had done and thinking yeah. this is where we could innovate? Yeah, so I, I became the director of the company, you know, the uh, the sole director basically so right. whatever it's my decisions my you know what I would I would the changes that I'd want and what I, fun yeah it was <laughs> I mean it was fun because you know I mean my parents being there old, um, old school they still used to use those touch cash registers and <laughs> all of a sudden I've brought them into scanning systems and touch screens and all it was a, it was a it was, it was a, a shock for them too but as, you know I, they, I, I bet that. again they were very proud of their son yeah, who's yeah, done yeah. IT and knows about this stuff <laughs> correct, correct it was good for them and for me as well because I was always interested so I this is what I've learned. This is what I did. Yeah. I can implement some of that yeah. into that. So why not? And in along the way, you know, I started enjoying that. I started enjoying learning about, you know, all this food and spices and the different uses. And um, do, do you get to go to India to go yeah, and procure so, it? Is that and, a, a trip and, every and, year? And so part of that was when I um, started, we said, look, we've got to in, uh, increase our product range. Yeah. You know, how do we do it? And because, as I mentioned earlier, because we're having all these festivities and celebrations. So I got to go twice a year um, to India. I am so <laughs> jealous so of you. So for about 10, 15 years, I did you know, twice, twice um, and all parts of India. And I took it upon myself. So I would visit different cities looking for products, looking mm-hmm. for, you know, suppliers, looking for supplies. And uh, because we were all, so uh, you visited India, but for the benefit of those that don't know, um, it's it's got different food from south, north, yes. east, west, well, everywhere. Well, it's like, you know, think about yeah. Australia and how big it is and you've got and tropical up one end. There and- you go, Queensland and down here and all that. But yeah. but um, multiply by about, you know, 20,000 different spices and flavors in each region. So, I, you know, and I was really, um, you know, by that time I was in to it i really wanted to know what each area had to offer and what we could get down and um so yeah that was a very good have you got some and, super hot chilies in there oh i do yeah good. <laughs> I, my partner loves Love chilies. Yeah. he thinks that he can take anything so i'm always looking for oh, something yes, really so hot to, to see whether it's take, take <laughs> him down there so so yes yeah, so i used to go to india every uh, twice a year and that was very you know that was very um um <laughs> Fun. It was yes. fun as well. Um, yeah, occasional um, health <laughs> things and uh, upset stomachs and all that. It was all learning, you know, it was yeah. a learning process. Yeah. So, um, and then I, I, I actually um, expanded the business. We 
uh, took another um, store down in Hoppers Crossing. So we've actually got two okay. stores. So uh, a, lot, a lot of our customers' clientele, as Footscray was Footscray area became more expensive, they started shifting outside. So um, yeah, right. a lot of our customers moved down there. We started a second branch there and then that became busy and, um, you know, the wholesaling. And, so have you got your eye on yeah. a third one? No, I, I don't have an eye on my on the third one at all because Enough. I don't have any more uh, hands and legs Bandwidth. and feet left. Yeah, with with what, what you know, with the community work and all that and well, stuff. Well, if you've and, got festivals yeah. and things almost every month, every then that's month taking and, up. And that's just like, man, that's obviously that's all the volunteer stuff that I do. I get, I, I to make the festivals happen, I go to the traders, I go to local residents, everyone who wants to volunteer their time, come forward. You know, every, there's so much work to do and there's so many, you know, lovely local people that come together yeah, to make yeah. these things possible. But obviously there's a lot it's of It's funny though, it's yeah. often the same people. I know I worked um, a yeah. little bit in the Yarraville Festival a yeah. few, for a few years and mm. you just see the same people volunteering over and all over. over. And I'm sure you have yeah. a hardcore crew that help every year. Yeah, well, we do, but every- But that'll be yeah. growing. Yeah, it's growing every every festival, you know, as, as as early as last week on Easter, I had two more new volunteers come up who I'd never met ever before. Oh, fantastic. Uh, wonderful locals that just, you know, put their hand up. Well, well up when you move to an area and you've mm. got young kids, or even if you haven't moved to an area, once young yeah. kids come along, that's right. you are desperate for things to do with them and anything <laughs> yeah. that's fun and, yep. you know, fun for the whole family, I think, is, yeah. is a real winner. That's correct. So that's you've correct. hit the nail so, on the head there. So um, talk to me about running a business mm-hmm. um in Footscray and what it's been, what what it's like. I mean, have you had ups and downs over the last twenty years? Yeah, of course. Um, as I mentioned, you know, we went through a quiet phase, you know, where we were forgotten. Where Footscray was right. forgotten, you know, up until probably two thousand fourteen, fifteen. I'd say, you know, we people didn't know it existed almost. Where we were Footscray yeah. was, so we, you know, we we started back in nineteen ninety one. So it was quite busy there for the first four, five, six, seven years. And yep. then there was about five, six, seven years stretch where it was completely. And, and what do you do yeah. then? I mean, because I guess if you're the one of the only Indian spice yeah, places, so you're a bit of a we, destination. Yeah, we, we were a destination. We were the only store for many years. And, that was um, doing well. Yeah, and Footscray used to be a hub for international students yep. to, to stay yep. in, um, you know, to rent while they're studying mm-hmm. in the city because the close proximity to the city and all that. So we we had a lot of them, you know, we had a lot of international students who'd, and um Craving so, yeah, home food from yeah, home. We we probably didn't have any locals left. Oh, very very little. Wow, um, isn't that amazing? How yeah. things have changed, and yeah, then and yeah. then now it's gone. Suddenly- now it's gone back. Now it's gone back. Yeah. Now we have a very very big local um, customer database. As the area gets expensive and all those people move out, but then yep. people around surrounding, you know, Westwood Square, they're very. Um, I think there's a, the yep. people that are coming over here are very community minded. I think, which is yeah, correct. which is nice. I mean, different yeah. yep. to how they were. I'm I, not saying yeah. that they're not all community minded, yeah. but at least I guess when I first started moving here, mm. uh, within five years, everyone was going. The yuppies are coming, and we don't <laughs> want the yuppies here. And I remember when Liana and Stu, Stu started, started Littlefoot, the Littlefoot they had graffiti or post-it notes put all over their window going, get out, yuppies. But I think in the end what what we have is quite alternative people that have come that are very community-minded, so... Well, and, and also nice. for the people that visit the area, they you know they um, they enjoy that you know close community, yeah, that community nest. I think you know, so they um, they're quite uh, um, happy. I, I've, I, all as I said, I've seen them enjoy every festival, every gathering that we have, and Westwood Square's the business businesses in the area it's it's completely changed not even the last 20 years i'd say in the last you know six seven years yes. we've gone from like you know as i said not having 
where we, we started off with one cafe in the area. Now we've got multiple. You've got, you actually have to think about where you're going to have your coffee from today. So <laughs> that's a good thing. It's that's a very a good, good thing. thing. And they're all, you know, wonderful. Um, starting with the first one, which is Pod Cafe um, down the road towards a little bit away. I don't know if you've visited Pod Cafe. But, I haven't been to Pod. Yeah. I've been to, what's the industrial? That is the post-industrial Oh, uh, is it? Shop. That's Pod. And, yeah. Okay. So um, the, the shop has a, a coffee shop. Right. Um, I think I've visited the, the shop. Cafe. And there's another one down on Essex Street, yeah, that's um, quite Nancy, popular. Yeah, Brother Nancy. Yes, so yeah. got Brother Nancy. We've got but Dumbo there's amazing Cafe. places up and down the, the yeah, street yeah, now. Yeah. There's, um, you know, Brother Nancy, Dumbo Cafe, Migrant, the Swedish bakery, which has opened up in the pandemic. Um, the IGA has a little coffee section as well. So there's, Well, the IGA has gone really fancy. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, Sims has. used to be very basic and now I go in, I'm like, oh, it's quite gourmet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it is. <laughs> but, but the guy that runs it is um, very community-minded as well and um, is part of the Traders Association, and every time I've gone out, he's, he's always been very, very um, uh, opening and welcoming. And um, um, speaking about the award that I got, uh, the Community Engagement Award, he was probably the biggest uh, reason that the program happened because, um, you know, as soon as the pandemic hit and you have to look after your own, right? So we've got a food shop. The last thing we wanted was like people not to have food at their, yes, in their absolutely. places. And when we, um, and that's how I went about doing it because I was on deliveries and I saw a lot of elderly and disabled people um, who, were getting deliveries, but they're just left at the door. There was no one caring for them. The carers had all gone into isolation. Oh, the government gosh. advice was everyone go uh, go hide in your homes, you know. And um, when and I called up a few of the carers, I said, "Well, my company sent us back." And unfortunately, just a year before, our lovely council had um, sold off the <laughs> the aged care system to a private company. Right. So there was not much being going on. So I think it was all in in the mix of things, but. Yeah, basically, I went out to this IGA and I said, look, I've started this program and I'm running out of groceries very, very quickly. Could you give me a, a discount? And uh, this gentleman, his name is Brendan Schroeder, he, he heard my story. He said, how many, you know, people have you got? I've got, a, I've got about 36, 40 people. Aww. And he opened the doors to the IGA and he said, take what you need on a daily basis. He went to the back of his um, what uh, IGA. What an amazing yeah, guy. He set up a whole uh, chain system for us. So every morning at 5 a.m., 6 a.m., me and about five, six volunteers would be out there packing no food for and um uh, and in total like it was over something about like thirty six thousand dollars worth of groceries in that Stop six months yeah which he you know just freely gave out just to help the community and help me in the program so i'd be giving stuff from my shop and iga is is where i'd be supplying it from so and that was a very good system that that's was, beautiful like, that is yeah, such yeah. a great but that's story. what we are that's who we are in west yeah. Oscar, you know wherever yeah. we see need and you know people would come to my shop and donate stuff they'd leave boxes and boxes of nappies and all sorts of things when the tower lockdowns happened um because the tower lockdowns had a lot of uh uh african ethiopian customers yeah. of our store yeah and I, we got all of a sudden we got 50 60 calls a day can you help us can you help us you know and the last thing we ever thought was like you know well how are we going to get paid or whatever so we ju would just take out down orders then when i got to the towers i saw oh this is much bigger than me just giving you know some flour and stuff some flour, yeah, yeah. there's like so many people outside so I, I do i do call out so i go to the local community pages i do call out one morning like um yeah we didn't even ask for it we got about i think 1200 dollars um uh um money into our business account because people just wanted to help somehow yeah. in the area they donated money 
And I've got photos. There was piles of nappies, canned foods, all these things just at the front. Like my staff had set up like a, by the time I got I'm to the shop. I'm so pleased. They were, yeah, they're like, well, I said, what's all this? You know, <laughs> they went to the pages and yeah, everyone had like, you know, I, I did a call out to, for some stuff, but we got so much stuff like, you know, and, and then I'd go out to the, I'd worked with the DHHS department then to get the, you know, to get the groceries and the stuff. Oh, you're to the so social. good though. Yeah. And we had the same thing here with the yeah. food bank because yeah. um, I remember Somerville Road being mm. backed up almost to William. Williamstown Road yeah. with the cars queuing to go Great. down and donate. It was like that too. Because it was yeah. like we were all so helpless. What could we do? It was all like, yeah. how can I help other people? Yeah. And, so. and, and some people that we helped, like in the towers, um, you know, there was a lot of refugees, migrants. I mean, but just yeah. terrifying for them. Yeah. Oh, and people who were, you know, had cultural um, sensitive foods. Like, mm. like there were a lot of Muslims in there that halal. didn't have halal. Yeah. But the government were giving food packs, but they had like, you know, um, offensive food to them. There was a lot of, there yeah, was so, a lot of very negative publicity. Yeah, around that food so, and that uh, it was crap as so, well. I so mean, the last was- thing, you know, we wanted was we've got access to all of this, you know, we're not going to sit around and do nothing. And it took, you know, it took maybe about four or five hours and we, you know, I know you've got to go. Um, well, how are we doing for time? Um, I've I've just been sending a text <laughs> to the woman, but she okay. hasn't responded. Oh, all right, all right. So, do you mind if I if I just sort of wind it up a little bit? Yeah, of course, of course. There's um, any, any, okay, anything so, in particular uh, you want to ask? Or, uh, well, I'll I'll yeah. just I'll finish it now and hope that my son um, mm. will let me just look in and I can tell him anyhow he'll, he can listen yeah. to it all. So. Um, Pradeep, you mm. are absolutely amazing. I love what you're doing. And I would encourage everyone to go down and head down to West Footscray to yes. go to some of these amazing festivals. Yeah. And I'm spewing I miss the Holly Festival now. Oh, but there's a lot I'll more to come. Definitely so. go next year. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you so much. Now, if anyone wants to get hold of you, you've told us where Barat is, but yeah. how do they either mm. get involved in any of the stuff that yeah, you're yeah, doing? Look, Have they, you got a website? We've got, yeah, we've got um, a Facebook page for the West Footscray Traders yep. Association. It's just West Footscray Traders. <laughs> and yep. um, we've got um, a website as well, which is just westfootscray.com.au. So oh, you've got westfootscray.com.au. So if there's any traders in the area, um, who, uh, there are many traders we know of that are not on bricks and mortar shops, you know, yep. home-based businesses. Yep. Or whatever. If they want to join up, you know, feel free to check out the website. Um, all the all the businesses are listed there. There's joining forms there as well. And all the festivals as well are, are listed on the uh, on Facebook. We're now on um, Instagram as well. So Instagram, Facebook, and uh, website. So there's a whole, you know, myriad of ways to contact great. us. So okay. please do contact us. Come down and... Um, yeah, all, all the businesses are lovely. We have monthly trader meetings. You get to meet everyone. Um, and you know, the, um, and for the non-traders listening, they need to know that there are people actively working to try and improve the area and make yes, things better for all their customers. Exactly. So. And if you ever wanted to be involved in any of the festivals, we're openly, with uh, you know, arms open, we welcome everyone to come and join Are there any particular in. skills you're looking for from people um, or, or, no, or products, we, just so that while uh, we're here? Yeah, not not really. In festivals, the the volunteer roles usually are like, you know, uh, looking after the barbecue, yes. looking um, helping with cleaning up, helping with setting up. If you've got like the necessary skills, such as working with children checks to looking over some of the children's activities that we do. Okay. Um, or there's no one that we would ever turn back, uh, would find, and you've got a lot of do, so. um, very creative en- um, entertainers and and amazing yeah. people like that. Well, so do you have um, street entertainment if there are yeah, artists? Yeah, well, like, and- let's say we do the Westwood's Grey um, Christmas carols and it's purely based on talent that we have in the area. Okay. We don't call anyone from outside yes. work because we have so 
so much talent, you know, so many people can sing, dance, there's kids dancing groups. Well, that's there's, right. You know, so, I mean, one, one yeah, of the benefits so. of um, of what's happened over the, uh, in the East as things have sort of, you know, become yep. very expensive is that some of those great artists have come over here yeah, yeah, and we're yeah. eternally no, grateful so for I, the I, musos. We, and- we do like a talent hunt. Oh, we we, we right. find out people in the area and we put them on the stage and we're like, we want to show your talent to everyone, in, you know, in Fantastic. the area. So, so most of our most of our festivals that we have stages and you know we rely on local talent and there are so much that we've never been disappointed with like you know the the talent that we have right. in the area so um, but i'm sure there'll be people listening who'll know artists yeah. that are always looking for new opportunities to get yeah. up and perform so here's another one yeah well listen um thank you so much pradeep yeah. i really appreciate your time what an interesting <laughs> man you are oh. um i'm definitely coming down to check out your spices thank and you. yeah. i would recommend that everyone keeps an eye on the website to see yeah. all the new activities coming up so thank you yeah and i hope to see you at the next festival so. i'll be there with bells on <laughs> Oh, thank you. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this interview. You can find all our guests on the Maribyrnong localised website, which is a free resource where you can share your business and what you do. I hope to see you on there.